Hey all, we did not record an episode last week because we felt it was more pertinent to give more space for communication to be given around the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery at the hands of police and senseless racism that has been happening for a long time and right now we're at this head where the communication is is seemingly making way and we didn't want to impede that at all and we honestly want to encourage it all three of us feel very strongly about this we posted educational materials on our Facebook and Twitter we also posted ways that you could donate and help if you cannot go out and protest, if you don't feel comfortable going out and protesting. And honestly, we encourage you to have tough conversations. This isn't easy stuff to talk about, but it's important to talk about because it's a very real and terrible and scary thing in the world. And it needs to be addressed so that we can get rid of it as best as we can um, and talk to people and more importantly listen um, ask your friends um, to tell you their stories and be there for them and support them and just do what you can um, Seth do you want to say anything I have a lot that I could say um, but I think David you uh, summed it up pretty well um, I will say Black Lives Matter. Uh, we fully believe that. Um, we will continue to do what we can to promote that. Um, and that is, but, but know that, that that is completely where we stand on this issue. Um, and don't believe that there's really any, any room for discussion on that. Um, so I hope that you will continue to listen, can continue to enjoy the show. Um, so, here we go. Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, guys? It goes good. We're doing doing all right. We're we're living. <laughs> we're doing our best out here. We are alive. Yeah, which is technically technically. Imagine if we were dead and still recording this. I, I mean, mean, I plan on it. Yeah, it's what else do I have to do? <laughs> Just bother everyone else with our uh, ramblings about video games. Yeah. Uh, I need to ask you guys because we we have not recorded for quite some time my wife's birthday was the week of the first time we did not record and then last week and then this week we had to put off recording because of the sony event which was today Mm -hmm. uh, which we will talk about later i promise we'll get to it well you say we put it off but we seem to just record at random days during the week at now anyway yeah because the news cycle is weird yeah we everything's on Thursdays now. Everyone <laughs> throws around this word the we're in unprecedented times and stuff. And 
Technically, every day is unprecedented <laughs> at this yeah. point. because it has never happened before. Exactly. Yeah. And so, technically today, I don't know if you guys know this, today would be the day the show floor would be wrapping up at E3. Yep. I saw, I think it was like yesterday, the day before that E3 would have started normally around that day. Yeah. yeah. It was Tuesday, I think, or Monday. Yeah. I, I forgot today was Thursday. I'm yeah. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Listen, it, time is... <laughs> Days don't matter anymore. It's, yeah, right now it's <laughs> rough. True. So, we're, we're going to talk about the PS5 event, we promise. First, we're going to talk about some games that we've played. Games. I have not had the energy. In three weeks, you've played nothing new. No, no, no. That's <laughs> not true. It's also vaguely true. <laughs> I don't want to regale everyone with the Tales of Persona 5 more. Because you have talked about it, Seth, so eloquently and better than I can. Also, I'll just give the, the listener an update. I met Yusuke. Mm-hmm. I've gone a little bit past that. Um, I love... Traveling in mementos and, you know, going around in the little Morgana bus. And the combat in that game is just so good. And it's so crisp. And that's one of my favorite things in the game. And I want to know, Seth, I want to ask you, were you playing through the social stuff to get to the dungeons? Or, like, did which side of the game did you enjoy more? I don't know that... I could, hmm, I mean, I like both of them, I don't know that I like them both equally, but I also not sure, like, what the percentage of which I favored more, yeah, um, and also it changes throughout the course of the game when you get new stuff to do in the social uh, situations, yeah. and when you go to new dungeons, uh, which some are not as good as the others, oh, man, um, okay, I, so I don't I don't know that I I think both of them are rewarding. Okay, I'm I'm excited to see the the balance of how that goes because right now I love the exploratory stuff as well as the combat and I find myself with this weird push and pull of wanting to do both and the game just doesn't allow you to do that which i kind of love they make you yeah they make you choose they what make you, want you choose to do and to it's spend your time on for the day exactly yeah. and that's kind of what's keeping me going and it's um i i talk about this with stardew valley like there's always a one more day type thing with stardew valley because um it's not like animal crossing where animal crossing you know you can only do so much in one specific day with in, in, with like animal crossing you go at your own pace whereas a game like Persona or Stardew Valley, you are playing by the game's timeline. Right. And so I'm... It's just so... I have to be careful when I start playing Persona 5 because I'll end up playing it for like seven hours. And... There's like so much stuff that you want to get <laughs> yeah. done. Right. And, but it forces you to dole out your time in, in, in this certain like space. And so in your head you think, oh, I can do one more day. One more day. But then in that day, something random could come up that you don't think is going to happen. Yep. And then you end up playing it for, like, it becomes way more than a normal day would actually take in that game. Yep. And so I I promised myself I wouldn't talk too much about Persona 5, and here we are, four minutes later, still talking about Persona <laughs> 5. So that game is great. Um, I'm loving it. And I want to talk about Forest 
and mine. All right, let's talk about Forest. Chris, yeah. Let's talk and about Chris, Forest. Chris, too, we played through the PvE events of Apex Legends, at least up to, we're about halfway through the little collecting treasure chests. Like, there's five of them unlocked now. Yeah. And Seth, I'm telling you, man... Respawn still got it. Yes, when you're absolutely. when they're building like a a PVE or like a shooter level, like even though it's staged within the battle, like the the normal in game map, the the just the feel of the way that their shooter works when you're not going against other people is just impeccable. It's solid. It's so good. Oh yeah, I have no doubt that it's fun to play. Yeah, and. Uh, what's what is the saddest part is that these levels take maybe three to five minutes to yeah. beat, like it takes no time at all, and so it just like leaves you wanting for so much more because you, mm-hmm. by the time it's over, it's like oh man. Luckily, you can replay them, but I mean you've already beat it. What's yeah. the what? There's no incentive to keep doing it. So I don't know. I, I've really been enjoying them. The story bits are really fun. Forrest hasn't been unlocking those because... <laughs> I haven't been playing as much. So the game, Seth, the mm-hmm. game Far Cry 5's you. Mm-hmm. So the person Love that it. unlocks the missions is the one that gets the rewards and everything because they actually went through the trouble of unlocking the story. Ah, yes. Yeah. So you can jump in that person's mission, but you don't get any of the, the goodies. Yeah. I'm just along for the ride. He's just there to help. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's unfortunate. And have a good time. Which I am, even yeah. without the story. Yeah. But it also makes it so, like, you have to... At this point, you have to play through the rest of them with David. Because otherwise, you would have to do all of that stuff over again. I'm okay with that. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. Of playing through them with David. He's not yeah, trying... Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> he's not trying to get the treasure boxes like I am, so... I, I get them when I can. Yeah. But I just don't play every single day. If only they had gone full Far Cry 5 and pulled you out of a multiplayer match when you get the treasure box and plop you into the oh. into the story <laughs> mission. Oh, man. I, that sounds not good. I don't wish that game upon my worst enemies. <laughs> um, so we, I've been loving Apex still. It's so much fun. I've gotten so good. <laughs> it's so stupid, Seth. I... I feel like you because you played like this aggressively when it came out and I dropped off and you kept going. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's sad, but I mean it's fun. I am enjoying it. I mean, I'd probably still be playing it if I had if I was near my Xbox. Yeah. There's only one way to fix that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't I haven't it requires been, like a 3-hour drive. Yeah, that's fair. You I haven't been playing me. too much stuff on my Switch to be honest, guys. Um the one thing I did play, I did play something new, and it was with my friend Seth. The Clubhouse 51 games came out. Oh, yeah. True. We and what did we play? Like four of them? We played. Um, so you got. Yeah, we played. 47 to go. The baseball, yeah. toy baseball. Toy baseball. And. Fun. <laughs> sort of. Um, yeah, it was weird. Man, so these little games are fun. It's basically like Wii Sports in the. On the Switch, kind of, but with a bunch of different games. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because uh, there's, like, bowling and toy baseball. There's a tennis one that's not very good, in my opinion. The golf is really fun. Um, there's darts. There's darts. We play Ooh. darts, and Seth is really good at the darts. Uh, darts is interesting because 
if you have two people playing on two different switches, you have the option to play using touch controls. So you flick the screen to make Ooh. the dart go. But the intriguing part of darts, which we haven't tried, is and it's what, yeah, it's what they showed in like the trailer. Is you hold the Joy-Con. Ideally, you strap it to your wrist, and then you hold the Joy-Con <laughs> and actually and throw it. And then just let like the thing dangle around your wrist as you pretend to chuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also um, Wii Bowling on there. Or not Wii Bowling, it's Bowling. Um, I've been playing pool and stuff on it lately. But the game is not just sports, though, because there's also like board games and there's yeah. card games. You know, there's 51 games. It's a lot, nice. and I haven't even gotten to half of them. There's a piano for, for some reason. Yeah. What? Yeah. Not really a game, but it is a piano. It's mm. weird. One of my favorite things, guys, is that the game forces you to choose like this avatar at the beginning. Like It gives you this lineup of people, and you pick the one that you want to be, and you can pick their hair, skin, and um, like their hair color and skin color. And then it asks you... Um, it asks you what your favorite food is, for some reason. No, um, I need to know. I can't remember what I chose. That's the, hard the to data decide. mining. And then yeah. it asks you what is your deepest desire, and on that list is really many different you, things. It like, really makes you win, think about yourself. To eat, and then at the bottom of that list is world domination. Mm-hmm. And so I assume I you can only imagine that. I did not. Oh, uh, mine was. <laughs> So I chose my deepest desire was to have perfect pitch because I love singing with my friends even though Good I can't luck. sing. Perfect pitch and is so, difficult. And so I would love to have that. So I chose that. But I wonder if the people that choose world domination get put on some sort of watch list <laughs> <laughs> because that's a, it's special. I don't know. Yeah. Um, this is a Clubhouse 51 games where you're playing just some friendly yeah. parlor games with your friends. World Domination has no relation to these things. but No, none. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what I have played. And some of that has been with my friends, which has been great. Nice. So, um, Seth, what have you played lately? Well, in the time since we have last recorded uh let's see chronologically um i mean i've played many different games uh but two that i will speak about uh one is um this game watam um i don't know if you guys remember but it is it was the the newest game by the let me where's what's his name uh by Keita Takahashi, who was the guy who made the Katamari Damacy yes. games. Oh. Um, it's this game uh, where you... Put, there are these different creatures who are all very humorous looking, and you have to um, do these tasks to uh, get them to come, and, and you hold hands and form rings, and oh. uh, you have a bomb in your head, and you make people explode. <laughs> What? It's okay. all very okay. fun that, and oh, very. That took a turn. Well, it's a fun bomb. Okay. They all laugh and fly <laughs> through the air. You're not. A, you're not like killing them. Or you're anything. not a murderer. Uh, so I, I had purchased it, on on some sale that was happening on the the PS store, 
at, at one point. Um, and then a couple weeks ago on a, it was on a Sunday, um, my nephew was over and I was, I was playing a game, which I will talk about briefly. Um, and so my, my nephew came in and he's like, Hey, can I play this game? And I was like, you probably shouldn't play this game. Uh, um, and so I remember that I had this game and I put it on and I let him play through the whole game. Um, so he sat there for like the entire day, just going through this, this game and, uh, me helping at the times that he couldn't figure stuff out. Um, it's, it's a very, like, it's not a complex game. It's, um, you start off with this, uh, it actually takes place in seemingly this kind of post-apocalyptic world where, like, the setup is there used to be this world with all these people, and then it got destroyed, and everyone was, like, sent off into space, um, and so you you start out with this one guy who is the mayor, um, he's got this hat that has a bomb has a in it. a fun bomb in Yeah, it. <laughs> he doesn't know about it. He, you, oh. he discovers it by accident, um. And then, like, the game starts, like, with just him in this kind of empty plane, and he's like, I'm really lonely. Uh, and all of a sudden, um, there's this rock on the ground, and he goes and picks it up, and it's uh, and it's this rock person. Um, and so it just sort of, the game, it will present new people to you, and then it will pretty much explicitly tell you what to do with these characters. And when you do that, that unlocks new stuff. Um, it's very fun. Uh, the... The music in it is actually really good because there's this, um, you know, it's we all remember how the Katamari Damacy soundtrack was really weird and and fun and upbeat. So it has that sort of feel, but each of the characters has like their own little instrument and soundtrack that is that is playing. Um, and like when you get two characters to hold hands, it it makes a combination of their two instruments. Nice. Um, I like that a lot. And there are there are like different zones that you can go between. There's like four of them that are based off seasons, and and so they all have their own soundtrack, and they all so they'll all change based on like the the characters who are where. Um, the music really good, um, and so that was it was a really fun, uh, a really fun um, afternoon playing through that, and um, I mean I have to. I know that he plays video games at his house. Uh, he plays Minecraft a lot, but it was fun, like actually going through what I, my elitist self, considers an actual video game. <laughs> um, but him actually like doing it all, like with the with the the, the PS4 controller controlling both of the sticks and all of the uh, figuring out all the controls. It was it was really cool. Um, so I enjoyed that a lot. It's a very good game. Um, not super long. You can play through it in, in one day if you wanted to. Um, and then it's also, once you've unlocked, the, once you've finished it, it's still fun to just go back and use the the mouth character to eat people, and uh, then they turn into poop, and then you can... This is a strange game. Yeah. And then, then if you flush the poop, it turns into golden poop. Uh, you know, it's, it is a Regular strange game. Things. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's really fun. And the... Uh, like the kind of message at the end is 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 really nice. Um, the other game I have played, and this took me much longer than a single day to play it. I played through the Sinking City, which Ooh. was the 
um, Lovecraftian, uh, the the Lovecraft Mythos game developed by Frogware, Frog or is it Frogwares, something like that, um, who previously have made the Sherlock Holmes games. Uh, I don't know if any of you have played those. Um, no, but I've heard about them. I've yeah, so them. the Sherlock Holmes game they made have generally good, um, like reviews. I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, they you you play Sherlock Holmes and you get receive these cases and you have to actually investigate stuff and like um, you do. Yeah. Like. So it's so those are like detective games, but like with a actually trying to make the detective part of it a the gameplay, um, which you know can be hit or miss in in, in other games. Um, and so they made this game, The Sinking City, uh, with its. It, is, it uses the H.P. Lovecraft mythos to sort of create a world that they then tell a story in, uh, like many games have done. Um, it takes place in this fictional city of Oakmont, Massachusetts. Uh, you arrive there, you are like a, a World War I vet or something. Um, Sounds like a proper setup for a Lovecraft yeah, story. Uh, you're a... You're a a war vet who, after they came back, became, turned into a PI uh, and who has been haunted by these kind of weird visions and nightmares. Um, and you are brought to this, this city because you, you hear from this guy who says he knows what the, the source of this is. Um, and at some point, in before you co- arrive at this city, a huge, this huge flood had come through um, and like, covered most of the city. That's why it is the sinking city. Um, prac- like, the way it manifests in-game is there are... Um, like, so there there are parts of the city that are above the water that you can walk around on, and they are um, isolated from the other parts by, like, streets that are flooded, and so you have to get on a boat and, and go through those. Um, it's... So it's it's that's an interesting idea, and it, it, much like many of the other ideas in the game, it the way it actually plays out is not exactly uh, favorable. Um, mm. Honestly, the game is it's not good. Um, I it has many of the the issues that w- come along with like adapting Lovecraft stuff, and that. The reason a lot of his stuff worked is because it was written um, and it was sparse on details that were important to sort of leave stuff to the imagination. And so when you take that and then actually give them graphical interpretations, it sort of takes away some of the power, especially when the stuff that they use is, I mean, it's weird looking, sure, but it's not like... Fear-inducing. Yeah, nothing is really... It's not grotesque. It's It's grotesque. But it's also like it's not, it's not comprehensible, <laughs> right? Like, okay, if you saw this stuff in the game in real life, it would certainly be uh, like brain destroying. Because, but that's like any kind of monster from a video game. Like yeah, they, yeah. Having them be on a screen is com- entirely different than what you would experience in real life if you were around these things. Um, and so there's that thing. So that that part of it doesn't work so well. Um, there uh, another issue with 
adapting Lovecraft. And so this is weird. They, at the beginning of the game, or rather in, in the loading screens, there is a, like, this disclaimer that um, intends to give sort of context for what is going on. Um, it says something like, uh, what is it? It's it, it's basically pointing out that H.P. Lovecraft, his, his writing was very racist, and so the stuff in the game is... Is it doesn't reflect the beliefs of the creators of the game, but rather is trying to be an accurate portrayal of the writing of the author and sort of the time in which it was written. Because it's, like, based in the 1800s. Right. Um, and so I, I like, I understand that. Um, and there is value in stuff like that in in highlighting racism when it is there but the problem is their sort of implementation of it um like it it it, rather than like actually interrogating and and sort of criticizing this this part this very large part of the work it rather it instead just kind of presents it there and doesn't really have anything to say about it rather than this exists and also it's not really in the game that much. Like, there is this sort of... This one sort of racist character who... But he is racist against fish people. Uh, and also, he is, like, half gorilla. What? What? Okay. Another thing, like, it just sort of presents this weird stuff as normal. Um... Rather than, like, I don't know, it's so weird just because, like, like, the idea, so the Gorilla Man comes from a story where a guy grows up and finds out that his, like, great-great-grandmother was, is a, he is, was actually this, uh, monkey that, like, his great-great-grandfather went on this expedition to some place in Africa and found this city of monkeys and basically brought one back with him and they and and gave birth to this this offspring. Um, none of that is like in the game. Like it's really weird, but also like you'd meet this guy within like the first fifteen minutes and like you can ask him why he looks like that, but it's just kind of an offhand line and then like it's just there he is. And there's also no one else in the game that looks like him. It's just this one guy who looks like an ape. Um, and then there are also the fish people who are from the Shadow over Innsmouth, one of Lovecraft's more famous works. But also, again, like you meet one of, one of the first one you meet, your character can ask why he looks like that. that. And it's another, just another throwaway line. And then they're just, it's just presented as this kind of normal thing. But it's, it's like, weird, but also not weird in this strange way that it just, I don't know, it feels, it's, it's unsatisfying, I guess, because, like, you're not, they're not drawing attention to it, but also not, like, I don't know, like, you either have to make it really weird or... Not there's no point in having it in there just to have fish people in the game, um, 
And, like, I guess there are people in town who are racist against them. But also, it's, like, not done with any kind of intelligence. I don't know. <laughs> um, Scathing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, all, I mean, all of the stuff that they, they bring over from the Lovecraft mythos, it's just, like, it's, like, copy-pasted into it, basically. Yeah, that was my next question. Is this, like, a... Is it, like, really heavy-handed? Is it well-woven? Like, a copy-paste makes it seem like it's not well-woven. Yeah, it's just, like, they... Like, they they created a convincing enough town that could exist in the Lovecraft... uh, In the Lovecraft mythos, and then wanted to tell a story, uh, bringing in elements of that. But... Like, they just kind of, it's, it's weird, because, like, the, it's, it's both not, um, it is both not deep enough into the, the mythos, and it's also, like, it's, the stuff that they use is just, like, it's, it's not, it's, it's, like, pointless, like, the the story is all about the kind of like the whole focus of the story is all about this these elder monstrosities but also does it is not like it doesn't feel integral to the story even though it is like the driving force of the story gotcha um and it's just god it was it's not a good game um <laughs> The shooting didn't look very good. Yeah. I was watching you play it, and the gameplay-wise, it looked interesting, but you, it looked yeah, like... the shooting is, like, there are... You get these guns, and you have to... There are, like, instances where you will go into places that you have to investigate and look for clues, and then there will be these kind of weird uh, flesh monsters. And so you just... You have these guns as a way to kill them. But the combat is not interesting, like it could not exist in this game and it would be fine. Yeah. Um that's a that's a bummer. I hate yeah. when games are like that. And it also kind of takes away from again from the the actual creatures themselves. Like if you can just go in and start blasting them, there's not really any kind of that uh cosmic horror thing to it. Yeah. Where like you can't comprehend what is happening. I mean, there is a mechanic to that where you have an ins- like a sanity meter, which are always great. Um, and the way that works is like the longer you are, you have this stuff in your vision, which is sort of like mythos stuff. Like it goes down, and the farther down it gets, like you will start to see hallucinations. Uh, if it gets low enough, like weird effects will start happening to the screen. Um, I don't know what happens when you're all the way down. Presumably you would die. Like, it never yeah. happened to me. Break your eyes out from the <laughs> monstrosities you've um, seen. Jeez. But, like, you can, if you can just shoot the stuff and it goes away, like, there's not really... At, at that point, they just become, like, monsters, right? Right, than, that's... Rather than this weird and in, incomprehensible thing that you have no power against. Yeah. Um, that was... Because that was you one do have the, the power. That was one of the curious things. I was watching you play, and you're, like, taking... You were taking this, like, 
fat little tentacle monster thing, but you're you're taking it out with just like a revolver. Yeah. And I'm like that. Also, most of them, you have this melee weapon that is a shovel, and most of them you can just kind of, because of like a glitch in the way they are pro. I don't know if it's a glitch or if it's intentional, but if you melee them uh, outside of one monster, like they get like stun locked, and so you can just like just you can just away. yeah you can just keep hitting them <laughs> and they can't do anything to you. That really defeats the yeah un- the unfathomable creature from beyond cosmic horror yeah stick. it's and so like all every bit of the stuff they um okay maybe not every bit but the large majority of the stuff they included is so is is not well done and it's and it's done in a way that kind of takes away what actually make that what makes people like that stuff um the also the the the, the way the story ends, like, you are presented with three choices. Um, like, you can... Uh, the, the setup is, you fi- as you play through the game, you find out that your character is, like, um, this chosen person who can... Like, there's this cycle uh, that at, once, at the end of every cycle, there is a chance for these elder gods to come back and take over. Of course. And you are one of the... The moons line up. Yeah. Uh, like the stars become right and they have the opportunity to come back. Um, and you play this character, but there are, a, it seemed like there are 12 people, I guess, who are chosen, who have the ability to go down into this this ancient city or temple or something. And either, like, you can choose to open the gates and let them in. You can choose to... Or you can choose to, like, um, start the cycle over again. Um, mm. Which you find out what requires you to kill yourself. Um, and then there is, once you are down there, there is also another choice where you can just, like, leave. And be like, you know, if I just leave, then nothing will happen. And we'll all be fine and I'll break the cycle. <laughs> Each of the endings is terrible. Um, oh, did you, like, watch them all on YouTube? Yeah, or? No, so you can... Like, the game, it auto-saves right when you get to the point where you can... Uh. Which I was very happy about. I was, like... I, when I did the the first time I, I finished the game, I was like, man, I really want to do this, but I also... I'll, I'll, I'll load this up and see where it is, because I'm not going to play through, like, another an hour gameplay to see another disappointing ending. Yeah. But luckily, it puts you right in the spot where you can make the decision, which I have to give it a prop for. Because not... Uh, games with split ends usually don't, like give you the opportunity to do stuff like that right um but none of the innings are good uh the like the one where you kill yourself um the immediately after like you jump off this cliff um and then immediately it cuts to the beginning of the game basically and so the cycle like starts i guess immediately over right from the beginning of the game um that it makes no sense the one where you leave um it cuts to three years later you're in this bar and this huge flood comes or something presumably like i it that doesn't sounds really like the cycle starting over well, i don't know it, that one <laughs> didn't actually make any sense uh but then it just kind of ends and you don't really know uh what's happening um and then the one where you open the gate it was probably the most disappointing really uh, this is the one i 
because I was hoping you would say this was the best one out of the three bad Because ones. you go you go into you get like devoured by this tentacle monster, or at least this giant tentacle mouth. Uh, and then it cuts to like the sh- the do- the shores of the city, and there's just like this giant tidal wave coming, and then it, it's over. Like you never actually see these beings. So ultimately, um, everything is futile. <laughs> yeah, and there's no point. And also, all of these endings are like thirty seconds long. <laughs> like okay, there was not a whole lot of effort putting put into them. Um, all the cutscenes in the game are pretty terrible. But this I was when we got to the end, and I was like, "Come on, at least give me something here." But then they didn't give you anything. Um, this is a real bummer. I was excited for this game. It was a real bummer of a game, to be honest. Like, um, I got to a point. There needs to be a term for this, where your amount, your your time investment in a game, like it's sunk cost, where it outweighs it's... the, uh, like your desire to keep con- continue playing like um i just got to a point where despite how not fun it was i had put so much time into it that i just decided that i would keep playing it um and it was really too bad the the city it's one they actually made like a pretty what seems to be a pretty realistically scaled city the problem with that, it is such a drag to to move through, <laughs> and it takes so long yeah. to go anywhere. The fast travel system is like it's specific points on the map that you can fast travel to, but you and you have to go to one of those points to fast travel somewhere else, and it's just mm. it takes so long to get. Anywhere. There's the in the world map that you get. There's an entire district that like it's present on the world map. Um, but you can't actually go in it because all of the entrances are blocked off. Um, and which is like, well, why is this here then? Um, and also even it, it's so big of a map and so much of it is like the same stuff over and over. Like there isn't, there's not even any kind of, like there are a few play points of unique architecture but everything else is, like, the same stuff. Yeah. Like, just over and over. And so nothing in the game actually feels, like, different than other stuff. Like, at at the beginning of the game, it all... it There's a, a sort of novelty to it because it's all brand new. But then, like, for the next however many hours, it's the same stuff, the same stuff mechanically and the same stuff visually. And it's none of that stuff is actually compelling. Uh, and it's just, it was, it was really a bummer. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it not wasn't... suplex certified, I imagine. No. <laughs> and it's far too long. And that length mainly comes from just... Bloat? It's not even bloat, because it's, it's different than a game like Assassin's Creed, where there's too much to do. Like, there isn't a whole lot to do in this game. It just... It takes so long to get places, and everything is spread so far apart that it's just like, it just takes forever to do stuff. And there's a lot of, like, unnecessary backtracking built into the game where, like, you go somewhere and, like, you investigate something, and then you go talk to a person, and then you have to go back to that place based on new information you have and investigate something that for some reason you couldn't find... um, one of the things uh, that 
it reminded me of Skyrim, but like the opposite of Skyrim. Because one of the cool things about Skyrim is there, like, there's a million quests that are spread all over the place, and you can hear about them from people and go to a place to do a quest. But you also could just, like, in the world, like, randomly stumble onto a location uh, where something, like, where you would... Otherwise, like, you have to learn about it from somewhere to learn that this is where you go to start a quest. But if you just stumble upon that, you can do the quest anyway. Yeah. It's the opposite in this one, where there are locations that you can go to but when you that you go to in later quests, but when if you don't have the quest active, they are just empty, like they're just these empty rooms, like they have the basic, like, inside of a an apartment setup, but there's nothing there, uh, until you get a quest and go back, where where you will find that there's all this new stuff in there that you couldn't find before because for some reason it didn't exist before or you didn't know about it. It's it's really like anti fun. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just it was it's just such a drag to play through. Um, I really wanted it to be a lot better. Uh, there was some, uh, there were little bits and pieces of stuff that I that I liked doing. Like there's this one character who is kind of he he's this guy that you meet early on. He's a holy, like he, he he speaks differently. He dresses differently. Like you can tell, he's this incredibly unique character who is kind of alien to this town that you're in. Um, you meet him early on. You, he disappears for a while. He comes back. Um, you like the the way he's brought back in is like you are supposed to go meet him, and then you find him dead, and you're framed for his murder. Um, but then after you go through that quest line. Like, he shows up in your apartment and is talking to you. Uh, and maybe my most favorite part of the game is that you can then, like, kill him. And oh, get nice. an achievement for it that's, like, commit the... Kill the guy that you were accused of doing. Um, and, and that was really fun. Because he, he was, like, the most unique character in the game. Um, and when you if you shoot him in, in your apartment, like, he... Like, there's this creepy laugh sound, and he's, he turns into a pile of goo, and you're like, oh, this guy clearly wasn't a human. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just, like, it's so few and far between the stuff in the, in the game that was legitimately fun to do. It's just like, God. It's not worth it. Yeah. It really wasn't. Mm. All right. That sucks. Sucks. Don't play it. Don't play that game. What was it called again? The Sinking City. The Sinking City. Avoid it. I thought it's the different than the Call of Cthulhu game that Don't, came out, right? Yeah, that game also sucked, but I would much <laughs> rather yeah. play that game than this one because that game you can finish in, like, one sitting. Okay, there you go. I mean, that is also a bad game with, like, bad mechanics and also really similar mechanics, <laughs> but in, like, a first-person perspective. Like, oh, my gosh. The shooting is very similar between the two where both like neither actually matter and uh they're just kind of tacked in they also have a, a very similar kind of investigation mechanic um there's a lot of parallels between the two games the settings are they're not the same but they're they're kind of equivalent. are yeah they they're basically both the same idea of what is going on um 
but the one game is incre- incredibly tediously long, and the other game is, while not good, is not going to last very long. Mercifully yeah. short. Mercifully <laughs> short. With that, Forrest, what did you play? Uh, I started Final Fantasy IX. Yeah, Zidane, baby. Yeah. I, I'm i enjoying that game a lot. Uh, I'm... The, I'm the, already... The you pronounce it Zidane? I, I go with Zidane. Zidane. Zidane, Zidane. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Well, how do you say it? I would say Zidane. Okay. Or even Zidane, like Ooh. the famous soccer player Zidane yeah. Zidane. That, uh, that, they say Zidane in the spinoff to City of Final Fantasy. Oh, there you go. And the, I never Yeah, but the they also counted. say Titus, and that's wrong. Wrong. So. <laughs> it's correct, but it's, it is wrong. It is wrong. <laughs> so We don't respect Titus in this house. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, uh, in this house, we say Titus. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, Final Fantasy IX, uh, real fun. Um, I'm uh, I'm playing the Switch port of it, so it has some of um, these things that make the game a little easier, especially if you speed su- up. Yeah, exactly. Speed up, break. <laughs> instant limit break. Um, leveling uh, your abilities and items all the way up, which is a godsend because I don't want to grind because I'm lazy, and also I'm just bad at JRPGs. Um, so this allows me to skip that a little bit um, and just play through the story. Um, and I'm really liking it a lot. Um, My game's story is wild. So far, yes. Uh, I've I've gotten past disc one already. Uh, I just got past um, that city that's like in the sandstorm. Uh, that just got murked, nuked, actually, literally. Um, and then I saved Princess Garnet from Castle Prison. Nice. Yeah. So I'm I'm a fair bit into the game now. Um, I'm further in this than I was in Final Fantasy VII when I stopped playing that um, for a little bit. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy IX, real fun, like it a lot. Uh, I'm really excited to see where Vivi's story goes, especially since like the the implications that are happening with like some of the main forces of um, the is it an empire? I can't Probably. remember. I uh, yeah, it, it, it's basically Man, I cannot remember a lot. I remember like the I remember like the Basic. broad strokes. Yeah, like, but I'm interested. I yeah, I'm interested to see where Kuja goes with his character because uh, he was introduced a few, like I think like two hours ago by the point that I'm at, um, and I just like all I know from Final Fantasy Nine is what I got out from Dissidia which only has Zidane and Kuja as representatives, and it doesn't really get into any story stuff with them because yeah. that's not what those games are about. Um, so I'm excited. You actually played those games? Yes, I loved them. I also They were also, like, some of the only games for PSP, to be honest. Like, my PSP library consists of, I'm going to say 100% Square Enix games. I can't think of a non-Square Enix PSP game I have. Um... I had this crazy <laughs> game that was a shooter. I can't remember. Keep going. I'm yeah. going to find out. All right. Um, so, yeah, seeing seeing these characters that I am familiar with, but in a different context, um, and seeing what can actually be done with their motivations and their storylines and stuff is really interesting to see play out. Um, it's kind of like the experience that I kind of had with, um, like, Squall and Cloud and all the Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts. Like, you see them there, 
and you, some you may make the decision to go back and play like the original and just see what like who they are you know um so that's fun i i'm like i said i'm really liking it a lot uh the soundtrack is really good but it's a final fantasy game that's not that's not news <laughs> uh is coded arms by konami it was very good it sounds vaguely familiar it was really good <laughs> really good first person shooter that was on the psp which only had yeah. one I'm sure it was very good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me it was. 10 out of 10. Suplex uh, certified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Can't just throw that around. No, no, not not at all. Um, For a joke? Sometimes. So, all right. So you played Final Fantasy, and you've also played, you know, Apex with Apex, me. yes. And then I jumped back into Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Ugh. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, like, I still really enjoy the gameplay of that game. Uh it still has, like, your standard Call of Duty multiplayer problems, but, like, I enjoy it a lot, and I really, like, I still love the weapon progression system. Uh, I don't like how big the game is, because I'm still only rocking a 500 gigabyte Xbox, and that game is a hundred... half of it. Yes, it's 130 gigabytes right now, give or take. Um, game is too large. Yes. For sure. So, like, I have five games on my console I bet, right even, I bet Destiny isn't even that big. Oh, probably not. Oh, I, I think it is. Yeah. I mm. could be wrong. Mm. But, but know. you know, I don't know. Yeah. We could... Well, we could we'll find into out. It. Either way. Either Both way. Both are too large. Yes, exactly. Like, I don't feel like these games are... are big enough to warrant yeah, the They're not good size. enough... To warrant how much space they take on your Xbox. Honestly, yeah. Like, and I don't think they're like graphically, like so demanding that you need a hundred gigabytes. Like, DMC Five and Resident Evil Two are run on an engine that is optimized so well that you can keep a small file size and still have it look amazing. Animal Crossing is only six gigabytes. Exactly. Like Switch, most games on the Switch, perfectly small, bite sized. Yeah. Files. After Shadow Keep, Destiny 2 was swole from 96 gigabytes to 165. Oh my. That's pretty big. That's unnecessary. It's big. That's a big, big I, game. I guess I'm never downloading or getting Destiny 2 ever. No, you just got to delete Modern Warfare <laughs> off your hard drive. But I'm playing and that with... And delete Call of Duty I'm, from your life. I'm Do playing it. that with other friends, Well, though. I like playing games with my friends. Get them if it's pl- a friend, have them play something else. Well, we play and Apex you know sometimes. What? I'm, right. brave, I'm brave enough to say this. If it's a friend that plays Call of Duty, are they truly a friend? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Well, are you, you, you're basically saying that to Forrest right now. I know. Yeah. Am I really a friend, David? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> And on that, we're going to go to a break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Hopefully during that short break, you were checking out our social media at Suplex to Sticks, as well as rating our podcast on the podcatcher you use to listen to it. We appreciate any support that you give. If you don't feel like rating us, that's fine. Share us with your friend. 
Let them know you like listening to us. Or let them know you don't like listening to us, and maybe they will like listening to us. So, Seth, Forrest. David. We got this great... Forrest, David. (laughs) We got this PlayStation 5 event. Yes. That happens today. Long awaited. And you know what? We got gameplay. So I can't even sit here and lambast them for that. So let's let's talk about what they showed and how they really kicked off this showcase. Let's do it. By showing GTA 5. Woo! Yeah, they got the most boring announcement out of the way first. Really, they they could have announced it on Twitter and we were like, fine. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's what it was. I'm like, why was this not just thrown out on Twitter? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe they paid Sony to and you know, I guess like Grand Theft Auto and Sony have like this history, yeah. History. But man. It's been on every Sony console. Why I don't know. GTA five is it's turned into Skyrim. Uh it's it's on it's everything. It's very old now. It's over half a decade yeah. old. Yeah. The only thing it's not on is the Switch and mobile phones. Yeah. So You know what? One day I would be willing to place money right now. It'll be on the phone someday. I think it might be on the Switch one day. If it rain on 360, it's going to be a heck of a file size, but mm. it could. Maybe they'll yeah. put it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you joke, but they're exploring more of that choose-your-own-adventure stuff. So. Yeah. All right, so PS5. Let's talk about PS5. And um, so, yeah, they did GTA 5. There's, like, going to be revamping it again who knows and expanding it again apparently so they've got to keep adding on to this because i think they're delaying making gta 6 because gta online just makes them so much printing money yes yeah it's still making it's printing them so much money red dead redemption 2 online is dying at the hands of gta yeah so the first game that they show off is um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Heck yeah. Yep, coming this holiday. Yeah, which was very surprising uh, to me. Yeah, very quick turnaround. I, uh, it's very exciting. Um, my inclination is that it is not going to be a full-fledged game. Um, more like a supersized kind of standalone DLC type of deal. Yeah, um, how supersized are we thinking here? I don't know. Not Halo Three ODST. I mean, it, it seems kind of futuristic. Like they could reskin New York City, like from the first game, I think. Yeah. Um, Seth, what was the thing you the DLC you mentioned from Infamous? Yeah. So, it, when Infamous did the, I think it was called Last Light. That yes. In, the it was. It was like a standalone DLC for Infamous Second Son that was just that you played as the neon girl. Um, so that's what I think it's going to be like. It's not going to be a whole game the size of the of a, the original Marvel Spider-Man. Yeah. Like it'll uh, be a pretty sizable game, but not like um, given the the turnaround and what else they are working on that was revealed. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like. A full-fledged game. That's fair. Ooh, uh, what, what was that Uncharted game? The 
There was that weird Uncharted yeah. game that was like a DLC. Oh, never mind. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Dishonored yeah. 2 had a similar thing yeah, called Dishonored. Death of the Outsider. Yeah. Like a lot of games have done it, where they create these sort of standalone experience with other characters based yeah. on the the engine and the setting. And, and so like they can reuse assets and tell a bit of a new story. Um, I'm very excited for it. The but. question is, is this going, like, they they told us everything that was being showed was being run off of PS5. Um, the question is, is it going to just be on PS5? Or is it also, the? I think it's also going to be on PS4. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it either. Yeah. Uh, we got the reveal of Gran Turismo 7. I don't know how much more realistic car games can look. And we've hit this... It's a ceiling. Yeah. Like you, where yeah. do you go from here? Look, we're at the point that in real life, people, since they are not able to act, do actual <laughs> car races, they are instead racing on PC racing on, on yeah on yeah. racing simulators, and the like. The broadcast experience is not all that terribly different uh like <laughs> we we're reaching a point where there is not there's not a whole lot of room for improvement when it comes to racing sims so grand turismo 7 it looked pretty but like i said we're we're hitting a ceiling yeah um one thing i don't know how people play those games with like the in-car view where like oh, I don't you only get this little sliver across the screen that actually shows you the track, and so much of the screen is taken up by your view from inside yeah. of the car. My dad used to do it that. Looks for the older ones. I, I, I hated it. I mm-mm. so I should get him on the show, but our, my friend Cameron, you guys all know yeah. him. He plays iRacing mm-hmm. casually, um, and he just got a VR headset because he oh. wanted to play it in VR. That's kind of cool. that would be interesting. interesting. Yeah. He has not played it since he wrecked, and he he's like, I felt like I died. He goes, I he goes, <laughs> you're in the horrible. car, and it's flipping around, and it's like your yeah. body, yeah. your body sees it, yeah. and it associates. And he goes, my I felt like I was gonna die, and I <laughs> it was. He's like, it was rough, and yeah. so that's mm. I mean that's yeah, where that you. view works. Yeah. But I've never understood people that play it. In that view on the TV screen, or it something. just it looks it it doesn't look a whole lot of fun to play like that. Yeah, that just makes me want to play something like Resi Seven in VR. Really Ooh. feel the fear. No, 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 no. Um, Get those flight or, fight or flight mechanics yeah. going on. So um, usually he he played this golf game where he nailed a ceiling fan. It's great. He's he's learning the VR world. VR is dangerous. <laughs> yes. Fun, oh, man. but you will hurt yourself. So my favorite... Somebody close to you. My favorite announcement from this whole event was the next one. And um, there's this little bug crawling out on a fruit. And then we get our boy Ratchet and Clank just dropping in from this purple rift. And it's a Ratchet and Clank game. And at first I got worried that it was a racer because he grabs this monster and then it cuts to <laughs> a like, like chase scene and so i'm like oh no it's gonna be ratchet and clank racer or something and then no it's an actual game and then um, they started shifting dimensions and then you thought it was 
PlayStation all yes. Battle Royale. And so when too. they're shifting dimensions, I'm like, oh no, they're going to start grabbing other Sony characters. <laughs> it's going to be PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale Two, which is the worst name in a. And so your head, mentally, you were assuming the worst cases scenario. Yes, because I in ne- actuality, I didn't believe <laughs> I'd ever get another Ratchet and Clank after Sony fell flat on their face making that movie and the video game tie-in. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know I'll probably never get a Jack and Daxter again because Naughty Dog would rather make sad, introspective games and Indiana Jones clones and. So I just lost hope on two of my favorite franchises. And so here we are. We have a Ratchet and Clank called Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And there's a girl Lombax now, and she looks super cool. And there's this Rift mechanic that looks sort of like Bioshock Infinite's Rift mechanic, which was weird. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm fine with it because I get another Ratchet and Clank game. We were watching this earlier, and... The moment they showed that in gameplay, you were like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. But everything else, you were completely sold on. You're yeah, like, okay, this looks, is perfect Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, it looks, <laughs> and they showed gameplay, so I, who knows how far along in development they are. Mm-hmm. So the particle effects, everything looks beautiful, and everything but that rift mechanic looked good. It just looked kind of chunky, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I liked it. But we'll see, because it could exe- be done differently in gameplay. They made a big deal about, like, this game only being possible because of, like, the power of the PS5. Um, and it seems to be, like, the reason is because they they are running, like, a bunch of different, like, worlds simultaneously. Yeah, that, that's... Yeah. That you will, like, seamlessly go, th- go through when you enter these portals, um, which seems pretty cool. Yeah, like generally, a lot of that stuff would normally be done linearly, where you will go to a section um, where there where there would be a portal. You would just go into another like pre-planned world, uh, and so it would basically all be the same level. But it seems to be like they're running multiple levels at once, and you can kind of randomly hop uh, between them. Uh, it seems pretty cool. I never played uh, Ratchet and Clank game, but me neither. It seems fun. There, you know, you love the weird weapons and. Borderlands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank has some of the coolest weird weapons. Dude, I it is up I can room. vividly recall the old <laughs> Ratchet and Clank commercials where yeah. they had those, yep, yep, those yep. weird weapons in real life. Yep. Those uh, were great. Man. I, I didn't have a PlayStation. I would even recommend if you have the chance, go back and play the movie tie-in because it is the first Ratchet and Clank game just redone. Yeah, everyone said it was, it was Fine. pretty good. It yeah. was good. It was Ratchet and Clank. And I... I just love it so much. Is there a collection on the PS3? I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, there is on the PS3. I can get that then. Yeah. Uh, I'd recommend it. It's some of my favorite gameplay in a video game. The platforming is so good. Whatever. All right. We don't need to talk about forever. <laughs> they really did go out of their way to like ray trace the heck out of Clank for some reason. So this is going to be interesting <laughs> to see how shiny and weird he looks all the time. Um, I can't remember... The, the order of which they show stuff off after this. So um, I'm going to bring up the... I think Sackboy was next. I think Sackboy was after Ratchet and Clank. And Sackboy is the 3D... 3D platformer Sackboy yeah. game. 
It looks like Super Mario 3D World. Yep. It's not. Seems to be like four players can it's play. It's not Little Big Planet. Yeah. 3D. Which I was I was glad that it wasn't Little Big Planet. Same. Because I always thought Little Big Planet was dumb. Yeah. Same. That's... And the controls of that game never felt good. They're uh, floaty and bad. Yeah. But yeah, this looks. You know, the. It actually. It does look like Super Mario 3D World. Um, it also it honestly looked a little bit like Crash Bandicoot to me, just the kind of the way the the, the world the levels were constructed. But yeah, it looks like a, a a fun platformer. I wonder if it's made by the same people. Yeah, I don't know who made Little Big Planet. It's the same people that made Dreams. Yeah, well, but I again, don't know. I don't know what the yeah. name of that studio is. But you'll, you'll say it, and then I'll be like, "Oh yeah," but I it's not hitting me right now. Um. All right, let's jump to Media Molecule. Yes. Media so, Molecule is the name of it. Uh, also, Sumo Digital, who... They did, took over. Yeah, so they mm-hmm. took over. They they did a little Big Planet 3, I guess. Yes. And they are the ones who and are doing the one the on the game. Yeah. Ooh, early on, around this time, they showed off Destruction All-Stars. Yes. Which is Overwatch Twisted Metal. Okay, I don't know that... It, you you texted me that <laughs> yeah, you said that it was, was right Overwatch. It doesn't point. look like Overwatch. It I mean it's got the character stuff. Okay, it has cars characters are... who look like characters. The gameplay is not that of Overwatch though. No, no the, but <laughs> the characters don't even have the distinctness of Overwatch characters. They have they look like people with like suits on, like different kind of outfits on that you would have at a uh, at a Monster Jam or something. A monster, sure, at a monster truck rally. Yeah, yeah. well, um, that's what the game is. <laughs> yeah, but you can be outside of your vehicle. It looks neat. And, uh, and I think feel it looks like neat. you're back playing like Halo Three and trying to avoid getting splattered by cars <laughs> and vehicles yeah. and stuff. You know, the the issue with these sort of games is that it's a PvP game on a, it's an exclusive, so mm. it just depends on if it takes off and gets a community. Yeah, or not. yeah. So. It looks neat. I'm excited for it, but who yeah, knows it if it's gonna. Grow. We skipped over two games, actually. Which ones? Uh, we skipped over Stray and Returnal. Mm. Stray, uh, good. Stray looked interesting. Stray it, looked interesting. It, you definitely play as a cat. In it that. appears humans are dead. That you, yeah, that, that this is a world where that is populated by robots. There's graffiti that indicates that all humans are dead. Rip humans. Yeah, uh, we had a good. Run. They seem to have been sad about it, uh, and you. Mm. Here, based on the name, it seems like you're playing as like, a cat. <laughs> yeah. There was no gameplay, but yeah. this trailer showed one cat's consistently throughout it. There's So one of the things that was about the whole showcase is there, there was gameplay. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that may have been gameplay but which may also not have been gameplay right and yeah. there are there are also a lot of uh like new ips that were just cinematic trailers um and so those are always tough because like you have to without showing what the game actually is you have to present a compelling enough case to make you interested in the game yeah um some of them succeeded, some of them failed. I don't know if this one worked for me. Uh, like, I would have to see what it is. Like, certainly it's a... The aesthetic of it was good. Uh, and the cat was cute. Uh, yeah. but, it's know. an Annapurna game. So yeah. It, it, and they're they're good, a good publisher. So, uh, it looks... It, it, it's, it's definitely intriguing. Let's talk about Returnal. 
Yes, Returnal did. It showed what, and I say what looks to be like gameplay, but it's so weird because when they, you have, you have a, a a trailer of a game that involves shooting, and there is no like. There's no heads-up display. There's no, like, UI stuff. Yeah. Right. It's and hard so, to tell. And it has a sort of general look of a kind of... Combat uh, encounter. No. Like, no? The, like the way the, the trailer looks is that it doesn't look like... It doesn't look like actual gameplay, but it looks like they Staged. are recreating yeah. gameplay what in game the trailer. What gameplay look like. Yes. Um, I think this one towed the line between possibly being real... Um, it seems to be like you you play a a lone uh, astronaut, astronaut or lady. kind of yeah space traveler who crashes on this planet, uh, this hostile planet, and then seems to get stuck in a uh, Groundhog Day time loop, uh, where every time they die, the the planet changes them or changes like the planet or affects their memory. <laughs> um, it seems it seems interesting and it's and it's there it's got kind of gun combat. Yeah. The uh, the the quote unquote gameplay looked a lot uh like Mass Effect Andromeda's gameplay to me. Like the in moment combat, the shooting and the movement just like it, it looked like that. And throughout a lot of this presentation, I I feel like I'm seeing specific games in the gameplay mm-hmm. style of other things. Like with Sackboy, that clearly looked like yeah, yeah. Mario 3D World to me. This looked like Mass Effect. Uh, there was another one that looks like Mario Sunshine to me. But this one has too. a very cool look. Yes. And it's very much got... is It is very much a mood. and It, it gave me some control vibes. Yeah. Yes. Like, it, it, it looks unsettling, uh, and it looks cool. I, I like that the world will change each yeah. time you die. Like that. I, I think that's cool. I, I think there's co- cool things you can do with, yeah, like story wise and just like gameplay wise there. So what was next? Uh, I think that then there was Sackboy Destruction All Stars and then, uh, Kana. 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 I'm, I'm very excited for this game. Um, I was uh, before we actually. It, say what we saw of the this so this one looked like actual gameplay uh i was a little worried at first because the guys who introduced it said they came from like an animation and 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 filmmaking background i was like oh well great none of this is is actual video game stuff but it it looked really good and it looks uh it looks interesting kana bridge of spirits ember labs is the studio um so there's like magic there's these little spirits that you like accumulate, um, and you can. It just it's it's got a really good vibe. Yeah, like it's it's got a good look. Yeah, you're going through this this forest. Uh, yeah. You have this. You seem to have like this magic staff, and you fight enemies, and um, there are these little furry creatures, and you got a cool looking bow that yeah. the staff transforms into. There's an ominous voiceover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one part in the trailer where uh, the character defeats like an evil forest spirit looking thing in the like the ground. Um, so the the creature spirit thing like dies, and then the ground becomes like just flourished with like flowers and grass, and like it looks nice. like life is like yeah. returning to um, the area. I thought that was really cool. 
Yeah, it looks it looks it looks fun. Yeah. So what was next? Forrest has a list. Yes, I did because I was I was texting uh, some other friends about this uh, during it. Um, Goodbye, volcano high. That's a whole vibe. Yeah, it it's made me very cool, emotional watching that. I tried the, not to cry. It's got cool music. Uh, reminds me a little bit of uh, Sayonara Wild, Wild Hearts. Hearts music. It's got dinosaur people. Yeah, and uh, moody high schoolers. Yep, which is always a mood. This one didn't do much for me. Really? Really? Yeah. I thought you'd be all over it. Nah. Visually, I I don't know if I like the character design. They also too didn't much really explain what the actual game was. Yeah. It it appears to be like a Life is Strange kind of deal. Yeah, it's just gonna be a sad story game. Uh, yeah, it didn't do a whole lot for me, and it doesn't. This is one I can't imagine being a PS Five exclusive. No, no. Um, this one can. Uh, a couple other obvious ones were not are not exclusives. Yeah, they'll um, at least be over on PC. Yeah. So then we had the new. Um, Odd World, the new Odd World game called Soulstorm, which that and game just is a bizarre trailer. Odd World games are always. Weird. It was so weird because it started with the developer like talking about the game, how it's supposed to be like this hilarious thing, <laughs> and then they went into like the no. tone of the trailer was it's, so serious, right. like it serious did not match effect. up with his introduction of the game. Also, I get I, I get that there's probably a lot of people who like the. Uh, these these weird these odd world games. I think they're very much cult. Hits. Yes, they are. <laughs> these cult classics. They've never done it for me. The, the care. It's the the games are ugly. Like the aesthetic of the game is not an attractive one. Like the main yeah. characters are, are not like they're ugly characters, and it's and that's it's sort of a grimy world. Um, this game looked really weird. like it sort of looked like a Lemmings type of deal, but. It was weird how he introduced the game. Like, it's supposed to be this kind of zany thing where when you you succeed, it's funny, and when you fail, it's even funnier. And then it was this really, like... Serious, dark... This dark trailer with this kind of kind ominous of music playing. Yeah. It was weird. It didn't make me feel good. <laughs> I was watching it, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, it just showed off, like, some gameplay stuff, and, like, there's, like, these crowds of... Other, I don't know what to call them. I'll just call them beings, like following the the player character, and like they just get totally destroyed by like s- like just weird walls like, slamming yeah. into them, like stuff like that. Just really weird, kind of brutal things. And I was like, yeah, Ugh. It was strange. It was a strange segment. Yeah, not about it. I I was quiet through that because I was yeah yeah. Oddworld doesn't do nothing for me. Nope. Never has, probably never will. will. Yeah. You know, but. um, Next was the game that did a lot for me. (laughs) Uh, That I'm so happy isn't dead. Yeah. Because we haven't heard anything for like two years about it. Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, so this was a surprise. It was weird when. It was a welcome surprise. When the the developer was talking, when talking about like Tokyo, it's like, "Mm, hmm. I thought. Like, I didn't know the name, his name didn't ring any bells, but he was talking, like, it was so weird, because I ran, I was like, whatever happened to that one game, (laughs) one game about Tokyo and, and, like, the monsters and stuff, and then it was, lo and behold, Ghostwire Tokyo, a game that we... Back from the dead. Yes, (laughs) so, uh, they showed us, we finally got to see gameplay, what it actually is, 
Um, I mean, I still don't know if I fully understand it, but it's... It appears to be... It's some kind of first person, not like a shooter, but I would call kind it of a shooter. shooter. You're not using uh, guns, but it is a shooter. you are going through Tokyo and fighting... Uh, Paranormal yeah. creatures um, and beings. But... With, like... And you're using, like, hand sign yeah. sig- this sigil is another, stuff to shoot. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're doing, like, a Zenyatta... Yeah, in like Blast, Naruto basically. hand signs. Um, <laughs> this this is another game where I don't think the gameplay was actual gameplay, um, but based when we first heard of Ghostwire Tokyo, this is not the gameplay that I expected from this. Right? No, no not at all. Um, and so, an interesting thing about Ghostwire Tokyo is that Ghostwire Tokyo originally had this very kind of. Um, I forget what her name is, but like Not a more. like a, a very celebrated right. director who then left the oh, project, yeah. uh, and so she was like the... recent, like very, like soon after it was like within the same year that it was announced, like it was announced to this great fanfare and everyone thought it was going to be this, this huge deal, and then the director left the project, um, and. I was, and, and some of the stuff on Twitter I saw people talking about is like, when you look at the gameplay, and you if you're trying to think of a reason why she would leave the project, and then you see this gameplay, and you think, well, this isn't originally what I thought the game was going to be. Yeah. Like, there's maybe a, a link that you could make there of why the game looks like this, based on what you thought, and why the original director of the game is gone. So... There's a roundabout way of saying, I don't think this is what the game originally was when yeah. it was announced. That's fair. But it does look intriguing. And I am a sucker for games that let you explore digital versions of Tokyo. Yes. <laughs> um, so it was uh, Nakamura. Yep. That was her last name. Yep. She was and like the protege of Shinji Mikami, wasn't it? She yeah, that's why, he that's, t- that's why he was speaking. Yeah. Because he's taken it over. Um, so... Mm. Man, I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Uh, it, the rumor is that she is still trying, like, this. the rumor hit the ground again last week that she's still trying to get someone to make an Okami sequel. So mm. she's like, yeah. that's her, her and, passion project right now. Her and a Platinum and, like, Kamiya-san are, I think, trying to push for that. So. Well, I think she is. she wants to work with Platinum on it. Like, Hideki Kamiya is currently working on... Bayonetta 3 or whatever. Theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that game ever comes out. Who knows? Um, what, uh, what was next? Jet, the Far Shore. Uh, mm. The Interstellar game. The uh, Dust Bowl. The looking. new game by Super Brothers. Who. What gosh, have they made? I'm trying to. Familiar. I don't know if they've made anything since Sword and Sorcery. Oh, uh, they made that game. Yeah. That's such that, a generic sounding name. No, that it was cool. It was like well, an EP Well, Sword and thing. Sorcery EP. It was like, uh, it was a, originally a mobile game that released on other gotcha. devices. But it was very cool. Uh, it was a very good game. Uh, it's a very meditative type, type of deal. Uh, it was also a Cappy game. Um, I don't know if they've done anything else besides that. But yeah, this... Uh, not really clear what the actual gameplay of this. There was a lot of uh, showing a either a space like a, a kind of spaceship or possibly a man and a jetpack. It was so far away. Like it, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. The, it was so zoomed out from the actual object that was moving. It was tough to tell what it was. But yeah, there's not not really 
uh, any idea of what this game is outside of you are building a spacefaring civilization. Yeah. All right, what was next? Uh, Godfall. Your favorite Godfall. game, Godfall. You know, I was actually, before this, wondering if we were going to see gameplay. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't think there was any way that we weren't, but I also was like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't show Godfall. Um, so this was the most E3 trailer out of all of them. Yeah. Because yeah. it had the dubstep. Yeah. It had the big, yeah. <laughs> big build-up to a beat. Yeah. And... This is when I was, it it was pretty clear that it was actual gameplay. Um, And the problem with this is I don't know that it's ever going to look good in trailers. Like, it's going to be all about the way the combat feels. And there's not really going to be any way to... Know that. Yeah. Yeah. Just based on videos of gameplay. I Um, like the art design. feel, Feel is such a big thing. Yes. I, I, and the only reason I like I'm taking away to switch to this because Chris was asking me the other day like what makes a first person shooter feel good to you, and so like I I tried everything I could to describe it to him, and so with melee games there's this inherent sense of like I'm hitting something that you need to Bloodborne does a real good job. I think with sound it. design plays sound, a huge yeah, part. Sound in that. design, vibration of the controller. Um, this game is going to have to, especially with how fast paced it is, you've got to, it's, it's really just, I've got to play it to, to get a good feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could, this seems like a game I could completely see myself enjoying. Like if, but it's, it's really hard to know. It, it, you said you like the art. I feel like it, it's a very generic looking game. I, I um, think, yeah. It's yes, but I don't think gold. in a bad way. Like, it, it, and I say this more because, like, they had, like, a... I don't want to call it, like, concept art, but they had, like, a title card at the end of the trailer that showed some, like, armor for some of the characters, I guess. And I think it looked cool. Yeah. It was... I, I didn't feel like I was seeing that too much in motion in the gameplay. Right. Like, that design yeah. in motion. I, I, I can see that. Yeah. The, so the game purports to be like a, a melee version of Borderlands. Like I think that's the pitch of the game. The solution. But the s- like the thing, mm, I can't. Like Borderlands, <laughs> the like shooting is not like super advanced in the game, but it doesn't have to be because everything is over the top, and yeah. they do they portray that very well in the trailers. The problem is like this, like they say that there are insane weapons you can use, but they don't really show any of that. Um, and so, like, don't really, it's hard to see, like, what the, what is the focus of, like, what is the hook of this game to get me in, other than them calling a slooter, which is not a thing. Like, it's, it's not something that I will be excited about because it doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah. And there's, they, like I said, it's a game that I could see myself really enjoying playing if, because I I like the kind of loot-based games, and if the combat is fun to do. Uh, but they didn't show it. Nothing has been shown to indicate anything like that. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got a new game from the creators of Hyperlight Drifter, which is going to be called Solar Ash. I really like the the actual art design for this. Yeah, this one looked cool. Looked neat. Evangelion um, type yeah. thing going <laughs> on. Maybe had a guy who, who jumped into a black hole and then got yelled, screamed at by a giant woman and. 
Yeah. Well, skating. It's trying to be, fellas. And then <laughs> skating through a weird... Yeah. Disintegrated by the giant woman. Yeah. Very, very, it's all very cool and, and a kind of a really saturated kind of uh, day glow type of look. Yeah. Similar, if you played Hyper Light Drifter, it's it, similar looking, but in 3D. The the character looks very similar, just because like, the color yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. palette for the like, two characters are yeah. almost exactly the same. The design, however, isn't though. Yeah. There's a there's a clear design lineage from the character in Hyper Light Drifter. Yes. Enough to think that they might be connected, but uh, yeah, they are different looking. And it appears to be a different type of world. Yep. Uh, next up is Hitman 3. Hitman, Looks yeah. like more Hitman. More Hitman. I've never played one and two, so I, they're good games. I like watching people play it. Yeah, they're they're really fun because they're just kind of these crazy environments that it's like here's here's your target, and then there are it's a uh, murder playground. Yeah, basically, and then there are a bunch of like um, Rube Goldberg ways that you can <laughs> conceive of of killing them. Yeah. Did you think this was gameplay? No, this was I, I didn't see. I mean. I don't remember anything that was gameplay. Because there was like the footage of him like infiltrating like this the tower. top of Dubai and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know that. that it's, I guess it could have been. It could have. It's. I don't. I didn't see anything that looked like gameplay from Hitman One yeah. or Two. It was heavily edited. Uh, I. I don't. But also, this gameplay. is. I don't know that this is the one they actually have to show because it is. The third game in a series right, of game right, right. of that, they, that all look the same. Yes. Like it's going to look like those other games, but yeah. in a higher probably going to play exactly yeah. the same. And they'll be on other consoles. Yep. Yeah. So um, Astro's Playroom is up next. Yep. Which yep. this is the one that looks like it feels like Mario Sunshine to me. So this well, is apparently a, a free game. Y- yeah, it's a game oh. that is packaged with the PS5 and is designed to be like a showcase for what the controller can do. Gotcha. So it's like a tech demo, basically. I see. But with Astrobot, who is, I guess, they're trying to turn into a mascot character. Like Knack. Man, no Knack <laughs> no, 3. No, no Knack 3. 3. That's the biggest disappointment out of all of this. And they, <laughs> with the power of the PS5, oh. the... The it amount of particles they could have put on that. Oh my gosh! I, know. I can only good. hope we're missing out. Yeah, I want Knack three. <laughs> I can only Knack hope. three. <laughs> put uh, everything the else world on hold. Deserves Knack yeah. three. It really does, and demands Knack three. Ah, beautiful. Hashtag Knack three, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what was next? Little Devil Inside. Mm. Ooh, I this like one looked, this one. This one looked. In- you two can talk about this. This one looked. I don't remember. This one too well. This is like the. I wasn't I sure felt, how to explain it. It had like Wes Anderson vibes to me. Like yeah. So this is this is another one. I don't know how to. It's got a, an art style that uh, a lot of games have had. Uh, that is kind of like it. It's sort of it, it's blocky, but also like high res. Like it looks like so. Like they are attempting to make like modern versions of like. N64 and PS1 era like character uh-huh. designs. Um, so it's got this kind of blocky uh, feel. Um, there are, the focus is two characters. One is this old guy who is just kind of living in his house and doing mundane things. And then there's this other character who is exploring these crazy wildernesses with and filled with crazy monsters. Yeah, and so it looks really cool. Um, the stuff they showed was, was, was definitely interesting. Um, I wonder what the actual gameplay, like how the two different people intersect, whether yeah. they're the same 
person and how like the title little little devil inside it's like ooh, what is what does that mean how does yeah. that tie yeah. into the gameplay it looks it looked cool i'm i'm excited and it it might be a nice little like the the what seemed like gameplay looked really good and it might be a nice introspective style game like they hinted at some stuff where like what the old man was doing correlated to what was happening in the the kids yeah. life and so i don't know if like it's him and like imagining. him taking his mundane life and imagining something Sprucing exciting yeah like i'm excited to see that sort of dichotomy play out and yep. i it looks really good who knows if this is going to be on other stuff? No release date. I there was like so. no release dates on any of these yeah. things. Yeah, um, we didn't get any. Well, some of them we got 20 release time windows or, yeah. or years. Yeah. But uh, the only two things we got release dates on were Spider-Man and... Um, and even that was loose. Yeah. Yep. That's Holiday. Yeah. Uh, and a game we're going to talk about soon yeah. has a release month. So... Yeah. Uh, Mo's next... NBA 2K21. Oh, that Wait, had a release date. Too much sweat. Yeah, too much sweat. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's uh, skip this one. Yeah, don't want right. to talk about it. It's, it's NBA 2K. It, uh, you know what you're getting. It looks quote unquote better, but they we're hitting the, the game. Ceiling. They look weird because yeah. they don't look realistic, but they also don't. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up next from the creators of Octodad Island of Bug Snacks. I think it was just called Bug Snacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was okay. just called Bugs. Which well, is, they said okay, I put the island because they like there's this one character in the trailer that was yeah. specifically stating that and yes, I'm like, okay, that's an odd. The the game Bugsnax is just called Bugs Snacks, which is a great name. Yes. Also, this looked like a great game. I don't know, it, it looks really fun. It, it's filled with these animals who are also food and and like a, when you food, eat them, body horror your Body turns, it adopts those, those body foods. parts. It's, yeah. It looks really fun. It looks weird and wacky and kind of terrifying. A and little I, bit. <laughs> like you're eating these sentient creatures and it's very <laughs> strange. And Yeah, the, the trailer opens with this little uh, strawberry with eyeballs who, who, was, who was squeaking out the word strawberry. Yeah. Like and, a Pokemon. Like it's like strawberry, yeah. strawberry, strawberry. Yeah. And then at the... This narration starts by this, like, uh, I guess like a zoologist type person who is talking about it and then eats it. And you're yeah. like, oh, ooh. And then her hand turns Turn, into strawberries. Yeah. So, you know, it looks goofy and cute and fun. Absolutely. Demon, Demon Souls remake. Yep. Looks yeah. really good. Yeah, you good. thought this was God of War 5 slash 2. I thought, I didn't I know thought what for this a was. second it was going to be. But I think it I, was it was clear from it was a, going to be a Souls type game. I wondered for a second. I was like, this can't be Elden Ring, right? No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's Demon Souls, uh, being recreated from the ground up. Looks it really looks good. Weird. Like ooh, ooh. Yeah. The whole aesthetic of the Dark Souls games never really appealed to me. Um, this appeals to me. Uh, yeah, the, so the, the Dark Souls again, games are kind of muddy looking yeah. a lot. This looks very crisp and I, solid. I'm interested in it. playing this just because I have recently gotten into Souls type games, and because of the legendary difficulty of this game. And I wonder if that will carry over in since it's being remade from the ground up by a different team. I wonder how that will carry over. Yeah. Blue Point um, Studios, yeah, something like that. Um, it looked it looked really good though. I I would. 
I'm going to assume there will be some, like, quality of life improvements to yeah. bring it up to date yeah, with for more sure. recent Souls titles, because this was the first. Mm-hmm. So, it I would not say that it has aged entirely well, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Deathloop from Arcane Studios. Yeah. We, this was a supposedly 2020 game. Yeah. Holiday. We, uh... This looks really I, good I to me. I think it's safe to... To assume that the ones who said 2020 are going to be launch titles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or at least Didn't we originally window. hear about this with, like, an, an Xbox showcase? Yes. Uh, yes. A few years ago. So, yeah. This is... No, this was the Bethesda. Oh, this right, right. Bethesda yeah. This was Bethesda. It's, Arcane. it's Arcane's new game. Um, it looks fun. It, I, it looks like they have taken a lot... Of the cool stuff from Dishonored. Some, yes, like a bunch of the powers But and put stuff it into movement. like a more action-oriented game. Yes, there's gun. Which good, because I was bad at the stealth and Dishonored. Yeah, so. and it kind of, it seems to take away the, the, the danger of dying that was always present in Dishonored because the, the mechanic is that it's, it's another time loop game where when you die, the game starts over. That's a over. death loop game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure, a death sure. loop game. A death loop game. They are different. <laughs> uh, so we we learn a, a bit more about it. We saw the the gameplay, which is there's some like story and world building going on. Yeah, about the whole trailer. Uh, so yeah, it's like Dishonored type gameplay with like teleporting and cool abilities, but with guns and uh, again another game that there's no way was actual gameplay because it was shooting and there was absolutely no like user interface or heads up display or anything. Um, yep. But it looked really fun. Like this uh, when it was first revealed, we talked about it. It looks really cool. Um, they kind of laid out what the, the main idea of the game is, is that you're kind of stuck in this loop and you have to kill these, these eight tar- or 12, however many targets to get out eight. of it. No, um, eight. Uh, so I, it was, but there was a really interesting thing cause the character talks about how yeah. there is another person who was stuck in the loop who is trying to stop you. Um, cause she's like a bodyguard of right. these people that you're trying to kill. And the very end of the trailer showed foot first person view from that character and i'm very curious how that is going to work because like it's obviously not going to be a cooperative game because these are two characters who are against each other and i wonder if like this is going a to be a game where story game where like someone can jump into your game and be in control of this person trying to stop you from doing what you're doing, which is a very interesting idea. I yes, think. I would, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. I think Arcane Studios is very underrated, um, but also like Prey wasn't entirely exciting. Uh, I'm excited for this though. Yeah. I I can't wait to see what they do with it. It looks very fun. I think we missed a game. I don't think so. There was Project Athea. Was that? That was in there somewhere. It was in there somewhere. Yeah, we we Good missed we missed Lord. Project Athea, which that was a some long people. Time ago then. Yeah, that was some right people after are Ratchet noting on Twitter that this might be a Shadow Final Fantasy fifteen sequel. Okay, uh, Final Fantasy well, sixteen. It doesn't look anything like Final Fantasy fifteen. So the apparently the the trailer ends on this character overlooking this cloudy vista, and. The clouds are covering this significant, like, uh, architecture and, like, weird buildings and stuff. And there's a screenshot of Final Fantasy XV 
where it's very similar buildings. I'll have to send you the picture. Yeah, I will look I'm into looking. that. So, so this was it was okay. a trailer from. It was presented by as as a new title from Square Enix. From it's called Luminous Productions. Yeah, called Project Athea. No actual title. There was a little bit of kind of a preview of what gameplay might be like. It was um, is this kind of you, you control this woman who's in this sort of uh, foreign environment and she seems to have powers. Um, there was, I'm interested in what you said because there was this. I don't know. No, I'm thinking of a different trailer. Uh, yeah, so there's not really a whole lot of... I don't know. This is... I sub... The loop, the weird architectural yeah. loops. The like loop there's... thing. So, usually when fun, when Square Enix has these, like, um, project games, there's something. Um, I think Octopath Traveler was one of those cases where it ended up being just Octopath Traveler. But this definitely felt like it was something maybe a little more than just being this game that's going to eventually be called Athea. Yeah. So, but I could be wrong. Okay. So I don't know. An interesting I saw on Twitter was um, from Imran Khan, who was talking about this. He said, uh, let me find it. Um, talking about Project Athea, said that the everything that he so every every rumor he heard about Final Fantasy sixteen was correct, except they don't appear to be calling it Final Fantasy sixteen, which means it's not Final Fantasy sixteen, and some people got their wires crossed. Um, so I don't know that I don't know that this is a Final Fantasy game. There were a lot of rumors about a new Final Fantasy game being revealed, but it might just be that um, some people had some information correct and some information wrong. I feel like I don't know. I don't think Square Enix has ever been coy about revealing Final Fantasy games, um, and in fact, have been the opposite about revealing yeah. <laughs> because it's a very big deal when a Final Fantasy game releases. And I don't see any reason why they would need to <laughs> shroud that in mystery. Uh, it would certainly be interesting because nothing in the trailer looked like the world of Final Fantasy XV and like the stuff that happened to Final Fantasy XV. So if they somehow connect, that would be, I mean, it would be interesting. Yep. Yeah. Here comes Forest time. Yep. Here's here's the one that I'm most excited about. I was also <laughs> excited about this one. <laughs> Resident Evil 8 Village. So this is a very interesting trailer. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, it, like, it, 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 it's in this village. It sounds very dumb to say it. Um, like Snow covered. It, it has this kind of... It, it looks like old-timey. Like a kind of... Not medieval, but it looks like something out of like a folktale. Yeah. Um, it looked like a castle... I thought it was going to be Castlevania. Yeah, you said it looked like... Uh, it's got kind of a Castlevania-y aesthetic. And it does. Like it does... It looks like sort of... It doesn't look like a modern time period, uh, especially like with the characters they showed. There seem to be like 
werewolves happening. Werewolves, it was it's stuff. really weird. Yeah. And then this splash title that says village, and then uh, and then the 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 first um, four letters turn into the Roman numerals for eight. For eight. Yeah. And it turns out it's Resident Evil Eight, uh, and they show. And then Chris Redfield is in here. Yeah, I don't know where he I, looks better now that he did a, he did okay. a Resi Seven. So he looks interesting. More like Chris. Thing about Chris Redfield is that like in his past like five appearances, he's, he's looked different. Every he time. looks entirely different. Like they can't decide what he wants to look like. Um, and he also does not fit with like it does. I don't know <laughs> what's happening here. The werewolves, I guess, I'm are so zombies. Excited. There, there were leaks about this like I think close to a year ago at this point that. Resident Evil 8 was going to deal with werewolves hmm. and I was like oh this sounds so crazy mm. I can't wait to see it if it's actually real and it is yeah <laughs> it looks for it looked cool there's this crazy guy with like this top hat who looks like the the bad guy from Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 yeah uh with these like round I don't it's everything about this l- looks in opposition with the setting of uh, Resident Evil, and yet somehow here it is. Yes, uh, I saw someone tweet about it earlier. They were like, "This kind of feels like like Bloodborne mixed with Resident Evil Four. Yeah, which I can't disagree with. Like my first thought when they sh- when when they showed what seemed to have been werewolves I, I, was so that, that I was like, "Is this Bloodborne?" So um, I saw that and I went, "Oh, there's no way this is what I think it is." Yeah, and David's going like, "Well, what is it?" <laughs> And well, I'm like, okay, right when, hear right me when out. This I is said, sound what stupid. is it? An umbrella. There was an umbrella logo. <laughs> yeah, like, she's on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is going to sound stupid, but bear, but like, roll with me here. This is Resident Evil 8. <laughs> that <laughs> was right. Of zombies, they're zombie werewolves. Maybe. I don't know. Mark. Who knows? Yeah. I, it, I was, I'm definitely it's intrigued. A, it's a new RE engine, apparently. The newest version. It, it all, like, so that's part of why I was skeptical at first until I saw the werewolves. Is like, th- like, it didn't look like the RE engine that I'm used to for, like, four games now, um, which I guess makes sense. It is new, new console generation. Who, who's Ethan? He was the protagonist of Resi 7. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You play as him. And then, like, at the No, end, no, no. I will never play as him. That game looks terrifying. No, thank you. You, the listener who may <laughs> have played Resident Evil 7, that's the guy you play as. <laughs> and Chris appears to be an up, like, like not. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's a good guy. He shows up and kills Ethan's wife, which you save at the end of Resident 7 if you choose to. So I guess this follows in that um, decision timeline. I guess, because you have a choice to save someone else. And so Chris Redfield just shows up and marks her. He he shoots like five or six bullets into this body that's already on the ground. Yep. It is unnecessary. I mean, she could be a werewolf vampire zombie. So, yeah, shoot him dead. Okay. It's possible. Yeah. The trailer sets up that Chris is not doing a good thing. Yeah. Like, and Chris shoots Mia, who's Ethan's wife, and Ethan just goes, no! And then, like, it ends. I'm like, all right. Maybe I'll play Resident Evil 7. Who knows? Maybe. Apparently it was good. I think you should still play Resi 2. But that's five games back. Okay, but it's still a good game, regardless. (laughs) All right. It's so old. (laughs) What was next? Uh, Pragmata. Pragmata. Ah, uh, yes. The, the non... The not Capcom Kojima. game that... Oh, it's Capcom? I yeah. missed that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's a Capcom game. Yes. So this game was very cool trailer. Uh, very big Hideo Kojima vibes. Another astronaut. In the, the designs of the characters and the kind of crazy stuff going on. Um, there's this astronaut and this robot girl and this hologram cat that you can see its and, organs inside of and the the there's like you in this satellite comes crashing out of not space uh and i don't know it looks it's really weird looking um it, it's very cool uh, I think this was like a 2022 release window. It did have a 2022. Uh, very yes. heavy, deep down vibes, which was a game that another Capcom game that does not appear to exist anymore. Uh, hopefully, it does not share the same fate. I don't remember that. Yeah, no one really remembers Deep Down. It was <laughs> it was a game they revealed years ago that was going to be a PS4 game that was kind of like a Souls like type of thing. And then they never showed anything from it again. I'll check that later. I'll put a pin in that. All right. Um, This is the one that you were very excited about. Ah, yes. I'm going to make sure to say the name correctly. Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. Not Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden Forbidden West. (laughs) No. Zero Dawn was the last game. It also was not Horizon Zero Mm. Dusk. Not Horizon One Dawn. Or Horizon One Dawn. (laughs) So no more <laughs> jokes can be made, right. unfortunately. Darn. Um, Forbidden West. Aloy's t- going out west. West. Go west, yeah. young Aloy. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna. I wanna note. We talked about this before the show a little bit. One thing that kind of disappointed me is that this game, the the, the trailer just laid bare that you are in a post-apocalyptic America, which they did a good job of kind of slowly revealing to you in the first game. And um, I know that the first game is older now, but that's still kind of a bummer to see them just throw in a trailer, um, something that they just well-crafted. So, like, Seth is now going to play Horizon Zero Dawn, and that's something that could have been cool for him to slowly pick up, and then, no, now he just knows. Yeah. (laughs) And it makes sense. Like, you can't... if, if. if they're setting up the game based on the knowledge that you gain in the first one, you can't just continue to hide that information. Because anyone who played yeah. the first game would know, so right. it makes sense. Um, but it, it, like I said, that was one of the big mysteries and reveals of the first one. Uh, but the game looks gorgeous. Oh, uh, it's so probably pretty. going to be very good. Tons of new robot monsters. You know, just when you think that there cannot be more diverse amounts of robot monsters, they bring out a daggum snapping turtle and elephants, yep. and yeah, there's Other a lot things. of cool looking yep. ones. Uh, Lance Reddick, uh, he's in it. <laughs> Apparently, uh, he didn't say anything, but I could. That was definitely his face. Um, AKA Commander Zavala. Yeah. Um, who is that? Really? Do you, maybe that is him. Hold what? on. I don't know who voices him. So that is a that is his name is Silas in the game. Mm. Um he's Is he in the first one? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't um, know. I mean I I'm not gonna reveal his full It is Lance Reddick. Yeah. The voice and the yeah, Oh yeah, it's very clearly his face. Yeah. Um so yeah. Silence is his name, not Silas. 
Um, but yeah, freaking great game. Very excited. Um, hopefully going to reveal more about what happened. The, the first game tells you, but it still does a good job of leaving stuff to your imagination. So it would be neat to see. Did this one have a release date? No. Nope. Mm, that's it was one of the unreleased date games. Because this is one I would expect to be a launch game. Yes. Me too. Um, this hmm. one, Oddworld, Destruction All-Stars, GT, Gran Turismo 7, Sackboy, and Demon Souls did not have release dates. Hmm. Uh, neither did Returnal. Darn. Yeah. Or Ratchet and Clank, which still is crazy because that had gameplay. Yeah, that one looked... That was the most game-looking of all the games. Yeah. So um, so they ended with this yep. gameplay-wise. We're running long, but we need to talk about the... Uh, we need to get to the... The elephant in the room. The weird... So they were... The popped collar okay, in the room. We, we never talked about the weird, like, abstract kind of... In between all of these videos game where this reveals, yeah. really or game reveals. weird trippy kind of it was five gum it was five gum yeah these weird like five gum type of sequences with the the button shapes yeah just like these weird pulsating it was bizarre and and with this really weird like big melodramatic music yeah all in in between it was very strange but it's sort of like, I had figured out at some point, I was like, okay, okay these sequences are kind of flowing into, like, they're going to somehow turn into the reveal of the actual console. Yeah. Which they did. And we finally see what the PlayStation 5 is going to look like. And it looks, period. It, it looks. Yeah. Looks like. It has a very design. It has a very <laughs> <laughs> It's the guy that still pops his collar. In okay. 2020. It, it's yeah, Seto Kaiba's yeah. outfit from Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, yes, <laughs> it kind of looks like Seto Kaiba. It, it very much looked like what the 90s thought the future was going to look like. Yeah. Where everything is... It's all curves and, uh, like, clash stark black and white stuff. Um, it's it's very interesting, also, the... So they announced that there's a disc model and a discless model. Yes, this, this was this was something. The, the disc edition. model looks different because it's got this weird hump. Yeah, where the where the, the disc tray is. And also the disc tray is not the same size throughout. It starts bigger at the top and mm-hmm. gets smaller at the bottom. Yeah. Why there's no seemingly good reason, but that's what well, it is. Well, I think it's part it's for aesthetic purposes. What a this whole thing's for us. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm. I'm so excited to have this next to my beautiful rectangle Xbox Series Look, X. Look, I think it looks good. Really? Yeah. Like it has. It's a very striking design, and it's. There is no. I mean, it looks like a Wi-Fi router, but there is also no other console that looks like it. No, I mean I'm with you. I on guess. That. Yeah. We're gonna have. This is gonna be 2020. We're going to have this, the Switch, yeah. and the Series X next to each other. All very and drastically. All... But, okay. But also, you have to you have to realize, in a few years, it, this discussion won't even matter, because Sony will release a redesign that is just going to be a rectangle. 
Yeah. 100%. I can't wait. Or it'll be it stacked on top of itself like the PS4 Pro was. That would be <laughs> bizarre. Yeah. Oh, um, man. I, I don't know. I, I try, I'm trying not to be too down on it because I'm going to buy it. I don't care. I just... The I can only imagine the poor GameStop employees that are going to have to say, no, you can't trade this in. Your kid knocked it over and broke one of the dang fins off of the side of your system. Like... It's got fins. How does it... How does Very it even, aerodynamic, probably. The, the, I would love show, to see this in a wind tunnel. They show this thing <laughs> sitting on its side, but I don't believe it can sit on its side. Well, it like, appears to come with, like, a base. A stand. Yeah. I guess it's not a pop figure. It should be a console that could just sit there <laughs> and be fine. Uh. I, I mean, whatever. It's, it's okay. Um... Really, there was these weird rumors. Chris was messaging me about them, about them having heating issues with it. Hmm. And I can kind of see that because yeah. I don't see any vents on this dang yeah. thing. So I don't know how they're getting heat out. Like, you look at the Series X, the whole bottom is an intake and yes. the whole top is a... Yeah. So yeah. it's like sucking air through that thing. But this has... It might be a jet engine. You might be able to grab uh, yeah. onto it and take off. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, so... It's very clear two incredibly different design philosophies. Yes. Like, no, very. Xbox is form. Uh, it's, uh, form follows function. For like Function is, is purpose-built to optimize itself. Big brick for big games. Yes. <laughs> this, like, this one is clearly uh, form over function. Well, we don't know it's form over function, but there's clearly the, the aesthetics were a driving force maybe at the at the expense of optimization of of technology of, this, of hardware this console is literally them going y'all were mad you didn't get the boomerang controller so we're going to give you this <laughs> and so now you get it you want the weird design we're giving it I to you i think it looks good i think it would look better in a different color scheme um, oh yeah, I mean I could see that. Oh, Chris, it'll, it'll come in different. But colors. Yeah, Chris sent me a Photoshop like all black version, and I was like, okay, that's kind of neat and striking. But also, man, you work at GameStop for so long, and every traded in Xbox 360, the the original white one was yellow. Yeah. So this thing is gonna yeah, turn yellow the, and white be gross. Is, it's weird that white is is the direction. I, like I'm still not on board with it being yeah. white. I think the reason they wanted white is this thing's got blue LEDs yeah. all along, so they want the blue to like shine yeah. off. And, like it's all designed uh, to, it, to be to stand. Like it's designed to stand out from the colors, from the colors to the design. Uh, it is going to be unlike anything that you have in your your whole entertainment setup. That's true, and I think you know I gotta applaud them for it because it's also completely different to their design philosophy for their other consoles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at the PS2, the three and the four, they all look consistent enough with each other. Yeah, but like this is something completely yeah. different. Gotta give them props. I think I think it looks cool. It sure does. It, and I mean, it inevitably looks. they will give us a a brick design. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it, it definitely <laughs> brings to mind the 360, which had a. Uh, for the time, a radical design, um, because it had curves. Uh, it also had a lot of hardware failures. So hopefully, yes. it's not. Ho- it's not a repeat. Does not repeat itself. 
Um, all right, so that was the PlayStation event. Um, I, it was a good event. It was a good event. They did a good job. A lot. There were a lot of very cool stuff. Sean. They showed me. I they got two, three games that were exclusives in front of me that I wanted, and so I'm I'm happy. Yeah. I, I've always told Chris he's like you're you're hating on Sony so much on the pod, and I'm like man I wish he was on the show to talk about <laughs> it because like. I just I care about the games. With Xbox, I know I'm getting Halo. Yes. I know like I know it's a known quantity what I'm getting with that console at launch. Yeah. And with Sony, I haven't known anything. So, so like it's it's a So for you and for me, Xbox is the multi-platform console. Yeah. So like that's kind of the default that you will go to. So they don't really have to do as much to sell you on it because that is the kind of system that you're used to that you kind of default to but you gotta there are other people for whom playstation is that and they will get that and play multi-platform games on that um so i think like there are people who are probably who have the same skepticism that you have for for ps5 but for the series Series x X. yeah and it could be argued that series x has shown has shown less of the stuff that you're asking for for the ps5 uh, of course, Series X hasn't actually had their big event yet. Yeah. Um, They've only had the third party one so far. Right. Uh, yeah. One thing, we we didn't get a release date, we didn't get a price. So, um, And we don't even know if the digital one is going to be cheaper. Because there's the I thing would imagine with the, it would have to be... Well, the, one with, the thing with the Amazon listing was um, these two Amazon listings got leaked. Yep. And one was a one terabyte one. And one was a two terabyte one, and they were the same price. So what you might be giving up in the disc tray, I could see that. you're getting an extra terabyte, and you are paying the same price. Yeah. But so. I I can't imagine from like a marketing perspective that they would release the two consoles at the same price point, um, because like I feel like the difference in price point is sort of like I was reading something about it. It's like the same idea of the way that movie theaters have pop how a large popcorn is only like 25 cents more than a medium popcorn and it's like twice as much like they make the they they want to have a differential so it, it's easier for you to convince yourself that you're only oh i'm only spending this much more to get right the superior right product. right, right. Yeah. i can't imagine they release two things at the same price point uh but that are different but so i so the, that would seem to be counterintuitive, um, but we'll see. Um, then we so there's another thing that happened this week. We don't have to talk too much about it, um, but Destiny Two did their big showcase, um, showing off the future of Destiny Two, and Seth sent the sweetest text that I've I've been waiting for him, <laughs> waiting for him to send me. And it's that they might have done something interesting enough to pull him back in. Yeah, we'll and see. We'll see. The, so the, 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 I, the new big thing is coming in September is, is we're going to the icy moon of Jupiter, Europa. Um, they're bringing back the Exo Stranger from Destiny 1's base story. Um, which is great. They are... Finally introducing a new element, and so new subclasses. Stasis. Which we have, yeah. Nice. It, it, it's either, like, it seems to be rooted in the darkness. Uh, also, it, it might be ice-based. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, these are things that I've been 
waiting for. They also uh, tease that they're going to be renovating some of the current abilities too. Yeah, uh, which they usually, which they have done for like most of the big updates. So it's that's not a, a big surprise. The other cool thing, they like they they release kind of the roadmap for the next two, two plus years, years. Yeah. Um, and they have talked about how they are cycling out um, current like playable zones, and they will, and as they do that, they will introduce new zones and then. Bring back in old zones, pre- presumably revamped versions. So they're bringing back the original Cosmodrome from Destiny One, which is great. They also confirm that they're bringing back Vault of Glass, the very first raid, um, which is also great. Which also presumably entails bringing back Venus, which is also great. So like, they have basically, they're like, here are all these things that you wanted. Come <laughs> back and play. So yeah, I'm interested, and it's still. I still feel like there's a big hump that I have to get over to be like, well, all of this, they have to do something that will make me feel like I don't have to do a whole lot of work to be able to catch back up. Yeah. Um, And also, like, inevitably the season stuff, like, I'm just going to have to write that off because all that stuff that happened in there is probably not stuff that I'm going, that I would end up ever doing um, because... That, that like it's seasonal for a reason. Like it's supposed to be there and then go away, which is kind of a bummer. And it's something a lot of people have complained about. Um, they didn't do anything to clarify their kind of crappy monetization scheme. Um, so we'll see. But definitely, there's there's stuff that I when we get to September, I will definitely be evaluating whether or not I want to do this. Yeah, fair. Because. Destiny is a game that is near and dear to my heart, and it's a game that I would love to play. But the way it's designed, I just I can't do it. But if they if there is a way for me to 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 reasonably get back in, then I'm interested. I felt that way back in Destiny One. Um, I I loved it a lot at launch, but I just couldn't keep up with the expansions and stuff. And I yeah. started realizing I didn't like some design parts of it, um, how like the gameplay loop was, and so I fell off. But like. Uh, so with the new showcase and stuff for it, I only saw that one trailer that was like going back through like the history of Destiny and like looking towards the future, and that was enough to get me pumped up for it yeah. again. They do a very good. Bungie's great at evoking emotion. Oh yeah. yes. <laughs> so the big issue with Destiny is that like, and it's been it since Destiny One is that the interstitial stuff between like the big expansions is like not rewarding to play and almost kind of punishing to play and i feel like they that's something they doubled down on with the season structure um and so like that's the issue is that like they can release big content which will keep me in which will make me interested but the stuff that they do in between that in between those big content updates um is like it's not really good. Like, it's been that one since the first expansions of Destiny 1, like, with the the moon stuff. I, for, I forget what they were called, but they were yeah. kind of widely panned as not being good. Um, so, I don't know. This, and, but the issue now is they have been putting story stuff into this sort of, into this interstitial things. And, and so there is explicitly stuff that I will have missed um, by not playing it. Luckily, there's a lot of good YouTubers that... That's true. 
uh, like Biff and stuff who... They had their first live life. event, and it apparently took like two hours. Yeah, it was something. Um, so it's going to be Beyond Light, Witch Queen, and Lightfall. Yep. So that's 2020, next, 2021, and 2022. Yeah, that's the next uh, however many years. It's interesting that they've been building up to this big showdown with the darkness, but based on the kind of content map, it seems like we're not actually going to do that until 2022. Right, yeah. but you you can, like, fight pyramids and stuff now. Yeah, that's true. Like, the pyramids are there, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, so, real quick, because we're running way late, um, but upcoming stuff, the PC Game Show is on June 13th, EA Play is on June 18th, there's a Marvel Avengers War Table on June 24th, which is the worst title for something. Mm. And the CD Projekt Red Night City Wire is on June 25th. Um, I'm pumped for that. So that's going to be exciting. There's news coming up this month, and we're excited to share it with you. Let us know what you think about this episode, and also let us know what you think about the PlayStation um for the PS5 reveal um, in our Discord and on our Facebook and interact with us. We're always around to hang out and talk and we're friendly guys for the most part. I think so. And we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. See ya.